Mornings with Rena, TJ, and Turnbull. The podcast. Coming up tomorrow morning, heads or tails. So there's this big football game happening on Sunday, and you can be watching it on a big screen TV. Uh, this is with our friends at Santa Lucia Pizza. So if you qualify this morning, uh, simply for texting your name, email, phone number to 762 You can do it now if you want. Uh, you're going to automatically be entered to uh, win the Santa Lucia Pizza and then take part in the heads or tails battle tomorrow morning at 720. Yeah, we got a 75-inch uh, sharp 4K LED smart TV for you to watch the game on. So you'll be uh, flipping for that. One or the other, though. You either get the 75-inch sharp TV or you get the junker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have uh, a tube TV here from our boss's office. Yeah. Football and, game will look great on it. Yeah. If you can find where the uh, cable <laughs> input uh, is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You remember that? The old prickly copper part? Yes. And you just, like, take the back and spin and it. To, and then you have to, like, screw it in. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Boy, totally. that's a technology that uh, kids today will never have to <laughs> that's use. Right. Yeah. Right? It's all just kind of, especially with the smart TVs, because it is all kind of, uh, like, Bluetooth. Or whatever. Wireless. It, yeah, it's wireless. It's basically, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think there's one cable that goes into my Roku. Yeah, it would be like just like the HDMI power. from your like cable box. Oh, yeah, yeah that too. Be it. Yeah. No. We're a one cable family now. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't cut the cord yet. Um, we've all been angry at our neighbor. And I can remember, uh, you know, when we first moved into this place a few years ago, um, we would have friends over and some of them would smoke the darts and the darts would get flicked over the fence into the back alley. And when the snow melted in the spring, there was uh, a nice neighbor. And again, very calmly, she came over to my house. She was like, hey, can't help but notice all the cigarette butts in behind your place. And I was like, no, not mine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> where do those come from? Yeah, I don't smoke. Not me. <laughs> She's like, hey, no, like, would you mind uh, sweeping them up? Out of the back lane because I got to walk down here every day. And I was like, oh. And then I looked out the back. I'm like, she's right. That is disgusting. Like, how many cigarette butts are we talking? Well, I mean, a winter's worth of people <laughs> coming over. <laughs> back. If you're a full time smoker, you're having like at least six a day. And so that's like, that's a lot of smokes the whole winter. Well, yeah. And then uh, people, like, right? You, you yeah. have, you entertain company. So, you know, now there's a circle of eight guys going out and all having darts, right? Say, right? So, so I mean, there were a lot of darts and I didn't feel, you know, I didn't feel great about myself <laughs> for allowing people to do that because I used to just say, ah, just fling it over the fence, whatever. It's the back lane. But I just moved in. I didn't know the neighborhood protocol. Right. At least I she just handled assumed. it. She handled it well. Yeah. And so did I. I didn't yeah. overreact. I yeah. said, You swept it up? Well, I just thought it was St. James. That's on the sign when you're, <laughs> when you're driving into the neighborhood. Flick your butts in the back alley. But apparently not on my street, not in my lane. Um, but usually when your neighbor's doing something, you know, what do you say? You, you, you confront them a little bit. You usually treat it with kid gloves because you still have to live beside the person, right? I had to once do a confronting with the neighbor. I saw him throwing snow over the fence onto my side, and I brought it up, and he's like, where do you want me to put it? I'm like, well, I, that's, that's not my problem. You're, he was piling up against my house. That's weird. So I talked about it on the air, and then the listeners called the bone phone and were ripping him. He heard it, and then he was mean to me ever since. I'd leave my house, and he'd call me a little biatch, like yell at me for like a year after till he finally moved away. Wow. It was scary. And he was in the wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Big time. Yeah, typically I would just, you know, uh, wait for the passive-aggressive note to show up on my doorstep or, you know, just get full-on aggressive and shovel it back over yeah. onto the guy's yeah. yard. Exactly. You know, yeah. like that... Uh, Really, I don't see anything wrong with that. No. Um, I tend to do it with leaves. Like if there's a neighbor down the street that doesn't rake their leaves, um, I'll let it blow onto my lawn. And you know what? I can wait for the wind to pick up a little bit more and let it go to my neighbor's lawn. Those aren't my leaves. Those aren't from my elm tree. Yeah. I'm sorry. I recognize those leaves. That ain't my brand. 
Um, however, this uh, story that came out of uh, Pennsylvania. Now, granted, they don't get a ton of snow in Pennsylvania. I mean, every year they'll usually get a big blast and then it could be gone the next day. But um, the East Coast has been hit pretty hard. And this uh, family in Pennsylvania, and again, really not reading all of the story other than three people got shot and killed um, in an altercation with a neighbor after uh, they asked the neighbor to stop shoveling the snow with a snowblower, like shooting it, sorry, right, you right, know, right. like yeah. shooting the snow onto their driveway. Bit of an overreaction. Yeah. Just a bit. Yeah. Scary. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, as far, as far as the progression goes for me anyway, like, I'm going to slash the guy's tires first. There's a lot of things I would do first before I whipped out a gun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I think that's the rational way of treating the situation. I mean, in the long run, it is just snow. Yeah, it's going to melt. <laughs> Maybe even tomorrow. We're going to have Sportsnet's Sean Reynolds on. It's our regular Thursday. We do a little chat with him, talk everything uh, we want to talk about with the Jets. And uh, one of the things that I'm sure we'll bring up is uh, Captain Blake Wheeler because he's taken a lot of, a lot of heat lately uh, for his play on the ice. Some people saying he's lost a step. I know, TJ, you and I actually had this conversation yesterday just off the air about mm. Blake Wheeler doesn't look the same out there. Yeah, I and I don't know what it is because he's 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 still contributing offensively, right? He's got some points now. Granted, last game, what did he have? Three assists, but they were all the second assists on a power play. Power play. Yeah. So I mean, it's not surprising that he's he's getting points. But I just uh, I I think yeah, defensively, does he deserve to be on the top line, second line? Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, his numbers. I mean, over the last seven years, he's putting up twenty goals, right? Like he's been consistently a, a good player. Sure. He's also thirty-four years old, and that's typically the time of a hockey player's career where they, you know, you will start to see an adjustment. Now, Blake Wheeler's kind of been an anomaly over the course of the last few years. It seems like he's gotten better the older he was getting, and I think maybe that's why some people are kind of getting on him a little bit, is because he doesn't. You know, he, he maybe looks like he's starting to slow down at thirty-four years old. He's also a huge body. Yep. So, so when you're six foot five, this is like the line A Ooh. thing, right? Where um, he looks slower than he is because of his size, sure. right? He's taking, you know, for Ehlers who takes 10 steps, Wheeler's taking three. So right. it looks like Ehlers is skating faster. Right? <laughs> his little legs are moving faster. Yeah. <laughs> now, you, I, I mean, <laughs> say, say what you want about Blake Wheeler and if you believe in the, all that stuff or anything, but Paul Maurice, the head coach, man, you know, I love this guy because he's your typical, he's not your typical head coach when it comes to, interviews and stuff like that. Paul Maurice isn't going to give you the same old answers. You know, he's very colorful in his descriptions of things. Uh, He's very honest when it comes to answering questions. And one thing I do like is he sticks up for his players. And yesterday he had a real good defense of Blake Wheeler. I'd just like you to be right about it. Like, I, 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 right, you'll, you'll do your deep dives and analytics, and God, they do a horse job of telling you what five guys do. Like, the goal that you, you're beaking them on last night, you got put in a real tough spot by a horse back check by somebody else, right? He's got 11 points in 10 games. Like, he's prorated out at about 88 points, man. And and we're 10 games in, we're 6-3-1, and one, you're beaking my captain. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm offended by it. <laughs> I like it. I like that he comes to his defense like that. And it's he his should. delivery, too. He's got such like a is. cold way that he delivers, like, yes. talks. It's... You're beaking my captain. I'm offended by that. <laughs> yeah. you know? Paul Maurice, uh, one of those guys, he's like the, the tin man. You know, he's just ice cold. He's got ice <laughs> yeah. running through those totally, veins. And yeah. he looks even scarier with no glasses. <laughs> that, is, that is a fact. Who was the guy s- from the media that asked him that question? Uh, you know what? I'm not sure. I'm not sure who oh. it was. 
Because I was going to say they probably didn't sleep last yeah. night. <laughs> it's just called replaying in his mind over and over again. Pomery scolded me. So Valentine's Day is coming up. Are you guys flower guys? Like, do you get your girl your girls flowers bouquets? Never. No. No. Never. I don't. No. Never. No. No. Because no, she'll know that I did something wrong. <laughs> Like the, the, she would know. She would know immediately if I brought home flowers that, yeah. that I've done something. Yeah. Uh, do they? Do the girls ever get you guys anything for Valentine's no, Day? No. Usually? No. 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 Okay. No. Not even a wrister. <laughs> maybe. <Aww>. Maybe a <laughs> wrister with an of glove. <laughs> well, some new ideas. Forget flowers. There's a company um, that's uh, in the states that's called this Maine Lobster Marketing Company, and they're now doing lobster tail bouquets, where they basically take lobster tails, stick them on sticks, and arrange them and wrap them up. And now they're they're promoting that as a thing and it made me think because here in town there's a butcher by my place that i went to and i saw that they are doing sausage bouquets where it's like all like meat and like hot rods and stuff put on sticks you know and all sticking out so it's a giant bouquet of meat yeah they did this last year right yes yeah yeah, they did they did this last year um and now this the bouquet thing has become a bit of a trend this year or a theme remember how charcuterie boards were kind of big at christmas time like hot chocolate charcuterie boards it was like the instead of gingerbread houses people were doing meat houses remember yeah so this valentine's day it kind of seems like a lot of people i have my friend amanda she she always makes her man like a jack daniels bouquet like a bunch of mickeys and like the goals of full arts and crafts i always love the fights after he finishes the uh (laughs) The old bouquet of yeah. whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> the arguments are great. I was thinking we could maybe tell, I'll tell Chels, get, get TJ like a Whopper bouquet. Yeah, that'd be yeah. all right. <laughs> you know, just a whole bunch of Whoppers all glued together. Or uh, <laughs> we'll really test out the shellfish allergy. Just go with the lobster bouquet. <laughs> <laughs> See if she can kill me. <laughs> uh, not this year, honey. <laughs> no way. I've never used layaway. You know, every year at Christmas, you see there's some uh, NFL star that goes into a Toys R Us in his hometown and pays off all the layaway that parents have had to uh, put presents and, and items aside, right? I guess the idea behind it is that you don't have the money for it. You don't have a credit card. So the store will let you hold said item at their customer service. And then for like a certain amount of time. Yeah, like I you guess get. you just make monthly installments, you okay. know, what, whatever you can do. And then I guess on that last day when you get the the old, uh, you know, complete price filled out as far as your uh, layaway goes, um, <laughs> I guess you get to take that item and just have the best day with it. I didn't know what huh. layaway was until one of those stories that come out probably around Christmas time about some guy that went and bought everybody's stuff. Well, now you're showing your privilege. <laughs> What, no layaway guy? Never you, used layaway. You, you, you just to... said you never used <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, like, I just, I, I don't understand why, you know, like, in, in my eyes, it's like, well, I can't really afford that, so maybe I'll just wait till I can afford it, and then I'll go buy. Mm-hmm. As opposed to the whole, ooh, got to allot 40 bucks every week to go to go do this purchase, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, well, pro- whatever and there's, pro- there's probably an extra fee, right? Like that they tack on. Like, I don't know. Like your card would like, you know, like you have to pay like, you know, the insurance or whatever. I remember as a kid, like you'd see the commercials for, you know, you can, you can have this TV now. You just have to make monthly installments for the next six yeah, years, whatever now, it was, right? Furniture yeah. stores. Yeah. And I remember thinking like, well, that's a great idea, mom. Like, let's get that. I want to get that TV. I'll just, and she was like, no, if you can't afford it now, who says you're gonna be able to afford it in a few years? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was always instilled in me just like that doesn't work. Those well, systems. I think if anything, it, it t- teaches you a little perseverance you know you you see a goal right you you set out to achieve the goal and then uh eventually one day with the hard work and savings you you get 
to attain yeah. the goal. Sure. Right? Um, well, let's flash forward to 2021, a guy who uh, needed layaway. Uh, now it was it was a bit of a it was a bit of a large ticket item I'll say, uh, in the sense that it took four years for Lil Uzi Vert to finally pay off the twenty four million dollar diamond that he then got encrusted <laughs> in his forehead. What? Who is this guy? Lil Uzi Vert. Uh, so he is a rapper. You know he's good because he's got Lil in front I of his name. I figured he was a rapper because of that prefix. So yeah. Lil Uzi Vert, he's got singles like Free Uzi. Oh, of uh, course. What's up? Uh, sauce it up. Right. Uh, Neon Guts. No, that's that is, him? Yeah, that's oh, Lil that's Uzi Lil Vert. Uzi. I know. Yeah, okay. number one. Uh, so Lil Uzi Vert just bought a $24 million pink diamond. Uh, it took him four years to pay this 11-carat diamond off. So how is this in, how is this in his head? <laughs> they drilled it. Like, how he put it? it in his forehead? It's in his forehead now. So it's just there in his forehead. Like yep. it's... Uh, I don't know if it, like, it just, just doesn't even look real. It's so stupid. It's, like, right in the middle of his head. Like, isn't that something you would be scared that, like, the glue would get loose and would fall off? I mean, I guess he knows where it is now. <laughs> He's never going to lose it. Oh, right? well, yeah. <sighs> but there will be somebody. What if somebody, like, comes after him now and they want that? They oh, want they that will. Oh, yeah. Right? They're going to are always. Head. They're yeah. always after him. Well, exactly. He's Lil Uzi. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, he needs a Big Uzi's going to be. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm Big Uzi. I'm going to need that diamond. That but diamond. it took me four years to pay it off and lay away. Yeah, so this guy has a $24 million diamond implanted in his head. And I'm just assuming it's where his brain used to live. Uh, Winnipeg will soon have 30 new ski and walking trails in neighborhoods across the city. The new trails are an initiative by the Winnipeg Trails Association to help people get outdoors during the pandemic. Their goal is that there is something within walking distance uh, and something special in every neighborhood. I think it's a great idea. That though I have never been somebody who enjoys leisurely walking before. Yeah. And then we moved to a place where we have a walking trail like right behind our house. Yeah. And biking trail, whatever. And we use it probably four times a week, like go for walks and stuff on it. And it's just so active. (laughs) We don't go long, but active fitness. (laughs) But it's just nice to be able to go out and you're not walking on the street or whatever, right? Like it's just it's it's Is your trail kind of like in the in the like in the bush a little it's bit? Along, it's along a creek, so it's oh, not really okay. in the bush. But. Why don't you just give out your address on the yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Did you want to do that? What's, what's close by? Just give us some landmarks. Give us some things that are close by so we can walk past your house and wait. <laughs> All right, Turnbull, since you're not saying anything, I'm going to say something. About? About your fiancé. Uh, dude, okay. Your yeah. pregnant fiancé. Yeah. Who is leaving you. Leaving for, yeah, 10 days. Oh, just, just right. 10 days. Not oh, leaving. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. When you said she's leaving, <laughs> I was like, well, I mean, you've had a good run. Yeah. She I would hope she wouldn't bring pregnant. that up. <laughs> <laughs> that would be me. Uh, so uh, Beth is off to Calgary, the Scotty's Tournament of Hearts, which is uh, just uh, one of the biggest curling tournaments in the country. You can find pretty much anybody's granny watching it uh, yeah. on any given Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. <laughs> yeah. uh, and us, too, in studio. And, and now that Beth is uh, going to Calgary to be in the bubble as part of the Scotty's Tournament of Hearts as a wild card, uh, we now have uh, officially a curling team to cheer for. That's right. Yeah, well, so it's an expanded field this year. Just because of the pandemic, they weren't able to hold uh, provincial playdowns and basically any of the Maritimes got to hold them, but any of the other provinces did not. So they expanded the, the, the field this year, which is to include three more wildcard teams. And it just turns out now that there are five teams from Manitoba 
that will be oh. competing at the Scotties. So there's a lot uh, for Manitobans to cheer for. And one of them is Beth's team. She They basically did it off of the rankings, the CTRS rankings. So you basically play, you know, all your, your, your bond spiels and everything like that. You get points on the system. And uh, based on the rankings that she was, she uh, got into the field as one of the uh, one of the wildcard teams. So it's her first trip to the Scotties. She's not going as a representative of Manitoba per se because she doesn't have the buffalo on her back. But she's going to the Scotties anyways, and uh, well, it's pretty cool. You're you're kind of like the buffalo on her back. <laughs> <laughs> Just riding those coattails. Absolutely, baby. Hey, did you I ever? Think? I said, I said, man, we should we should get married like right away, like in the next like week or two, so that like you, on your jacket it'll say Turnbull, not Peterson. And yeah, then I get all the, then I get all the glory. Yeah, that'd be good marketing for the exactly, show. Exactly. Yeah. You get a 92-1 city sticker slapped on the back too. Yeah, exactly, yeah, that'd be perfect. Yeah, well, big congrats to Beth. I know she's uh, she worked hard out for a really long time, and um, I, you know, especially to come out of this province, it is so incredibly difficult. When you say that there's five representatives from Manitoba yeah. if that's not indicative of the quality of curling in this province versus any other I mean how many teams so there there are how many wild cards like how, there's three wild card teams yeah. um, so they've expanded the field I, uh, to uh, massive it's like 18 or something teams in total right. or something like that um, which is which is a lot bigger than the normal you normally just get one representative from each yeah. province or territory um, and so that leaves it's it's very difficult in the province of Manitoba to come out of Manitoba because Manitoba is a hotbed for curling. And so there's lots of the, I mean, some of the best teams in the country are from Manitoba. So an opportunity like this to get to the Scotties, um, you know, it doesn't have, it doesn't happen very often because usually you have to go through all these tough teams mm-hmm. just to even get the chance to get there. How so, many uh, games does she get to play like guaranteed? Uh, geez. Uh, I mean, I think she's playing everybody in her pool. So there's probably what nine teams in her pool. So you're playing eight games. Like it's oh, yeah, wow, it's, it's going to be a lot. So yeah. that's why it, it takes place over or the course of ten days. Yeah. Um. So it's yeah, it's a big. I mean, it's it's huge. Like this is something that you know she's been. She was a ju- uh, a Manitoba junior champ. Um. You know, her her curling career is kind of, you know, trended this way. And uh, you know, like like I said before, she would love to go as the sole representative of Manitoba, but. There was no playdowns this year, so there wasn't a chance for her to do that. So now she's going as one of the wildcard teams, which just goes to show, you know, how good her season was or her seasons have been up to this point to even get uh, get that far. It's amazing, like having you in the background being like, oh, hurry, harder. <laughs> well, I'm assuming because you're a big curling guy, so yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, mean, I got into it mostly because of because of her, right? Yeah. Oh, so. I didn't realize that. I thought yeah. I thought maybe you uh, taught oh, her actually, everything no, sorry, she knew. That's what yeah. I she got into it because of me. That's yeah, right. what I meant. No, yeah, that's <laughs> what I meant. That's what I meant. Taught her everything she learned. Buffalo yeah. on her back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turnbull, so Beth is pregnant, and have you done the thing where you always, I've only seen it on TV where they put, like, headphones on the mom's stomach. Beth's probably not big enough, baby's not far along, but you no. get, like, a reaction from the baby. Yeah, she hasn't even felt it, like, kick or anything yet, so we're oh. still too early for that. Oh, once you do, though, buddy, just wait. Just wait. <laughs> it was always kick it out for my daughter. Yeah? I put on uh, hearts. Kick it out! Really, eh? Yeah, and she would always just, yeah, she'd be in there just like... Yeah, having a little dance party, elbows <laughs> everywhere. Well, that, that's kind of where I wanted to go with this. Um, there is a toddler named Luca who is gearing up to release her debut album, a new world record. She is the uh, the youngest person to ever release an album because the album was made when she was still in the womb. Ooh. Her yeah. parents are hippy dippy, and they're in a psychedelic rock band. And this is just a little preview because the album isn't out yet. But they said they were doing different recording sessions where they would do meditation or have other music in the room and then record just the music, like with the sounds that the baby was, I guess, moving in there, recorded it, put it with some music. 
and now an entire album is coming out. So wait, this is the sound that the unborn child was making in the womb? Yes. Yeah, it, yeah they've uh, got her hooked up to, to all rave. those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They got her hooked up to all those little pad things, and it's like monitoring the the baby's movements and stuff inside. Is this like her kicking? Is that the bass drum? Skrillex. Can they kick this fast? This could be the heartbeat. Oh, oh baby's yeah. heartbeats like uh, like a hundred and some odd times a minute. The first time you hear, you're like, Jesus. I heard, yeah, we heard it. We definitely heard yeah, it. yeah. It was like a while ago. But we should put out a baby Turnbull album. Mm, <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> well, I'm sure you can so, do better. So, than this. Okay, is there like is there anything else besides the heartbeat that we're hearing? But that was in the baby. This, this is the, uh, the this is the this is the preview because they are gearing up to release the album this Friday. Oh, it's a the teaser. Day. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. A, I want to give it all away. And there's a video with like all these psychedelic spins, and then it's got the mom with the you know it's got the visuals of the baby in the womb that they've done oh. and stuff. All things that I don't really need in my life. I don't think. Like yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I need to listen to somebody else's baby roll around. It was weird enough with the first right. couple. Yeah. You know, like just you put your head up there and you're like, oh man, there's some stuff going on. <laughs> like you're in there. Well, the, yeah. The album is called Sounds of the Unborn. Number one on the charts. Well, now that, <laughs> yeah. now that that Morgan Wallen guy is not allowed to be on the charts anymore, it just opened up a spot for this. Uh, oh, that's true. For this new baby, Luca. Yeah. Yeah. Number one. Creepy. Yeah. It's, they're calling it psychedelic rock, but I don't know. I call it crap. Yeah. <laughs> and fighting out of the blue corner at a height of six foot two, 202 pounds, trained at Casey's Bar in Lactabonne. <laughs> it's from Sportsnet Sean Reynolds. <laughs> and fighting out of the red corner, his vision already a little fuzzy, his glasses are off. From Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, 54 year old Paul. Maurice. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, we're all here today for this nine round event where Reynolds gets the upper hand by asking a question and throwing Paul Maurice off his kilter. <laughs> Hi, Sean. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. That's, that's an intro. I'll, wow. You know, I'll take that one right there. Well, yeah, you take the take the victory, too, because we're, we're on Team Reynolds with this one. We thought uh, maybe Maurice got his back up a little bit uh, after you asked him. A, I thought it was a valid question about Blake Wheeler. Yeah, I think it was, too. And I, I doubt that uh, I, I doubt that if you truly sat down and asked him, he would think it was, uh, you know, unfair either. I mean, uh, I, I think this what this was, was it was kind of a buildup of, of uh uh, you know, of people going after Blake Wheeler online. And if you follow Jets Twitter, a lot of those comments come from there. I, I, I do think that um, it was targeted more at the people uh, on, on Twitter online who've been having this conversation and carrying this conversation. There hasn't been a ton of this in the media. Uh, I think people have given time for, uh, you know, for, for Blake Wheeler's game to, turn around and when i say that i want to i want to make sure that I'm, I'm saying like offensively he's on a higher than point per game pace he's doing phenomenal offensively um but i think he would be the first to admit if you were to ask him and he was asked yesterday and rather than focusing on his game he talked about how much he liked the team game but i don't think for a second that blake wheeler thinks he's playing his best hockey and that's fine he's finding ways to contribute in the meantime, but when asked about his defensive play, it was becoming more and more of a storyline. I think what this was from Paul Maurice, one, was a chance to go to bat for his captain, to let his captain know that he's going to be there for him. He's going to stand up through, for him through thick and thin. 
Um, and it was it was also, I think, a way to kind of try and snuff out this storyline and get people talking to stop talking about it and get people to stop asking about it. So when it comes to this team right now, after, you know, it's only been a handful of games, we know that they, the top six has always been able to score goals. That's never really been their problem. But what do we know about this team at this point of the season yet? Well, the, the one thing, and we, we've discussed this here before, the one thing that I'll say about the Winnipeg Jets is I think they always, or for years, and, and Blake Wheeler's leadership will be part of this, they've been able to kind of squeeze as much out of the juice uh, as they can. So if they've got capabilities, they'll they'll put those capabilities on display. And so I take a look at this team, and, and is there a reason to be elated? Well, I would temper those expectations. Yes, they're 6-3-1, and one, they're, but they're basically a 500 hockey club when they're not playing the Ottawa Senators, who look to be clearly the worst team in the league. And, and it would be different if some teams were beating Ottawa and other teams weren't, but everyone is beating Ottawa, so it's a free spot on the bingo card so far. Uh, but the other, way, the, the other thing I'd say is the Jets have shown themselves extremely capable of coming back in games, keeping themselves in games. We haven't seen a game, really, other than that Vancouver game where a team has just kind of pushed them around and run them out of the rink. So if you're giving yourself a chance to compete every single night and, and a shot to get points every single night, that's the kind of thing that's going to get you in the playoffs. And I should say, regardless of whether or not they're a 500 hockey club, um, when they're not playing the Ottawa Senators, you take a look at the standings and the way they're breaking down, it's very likely the team that finishes fourth and makes the playoffs in that division is going to have a sub 500 record Mm -hmm. against all the other teams except for the ottawa senators you win those points when you play them it's probably going to be good enough as long as you go 500 against the rest of your division and uh when when exactly do the jets make the announcement about uh, the retirement of the jersey number 24 for Derek forbort by the <laughs> yeah, way he gets one plug on the radio last week scores a goal for the, tj the forbort bump baby <laughs> Woo. Yeah. new jersey for tj hey i just want to i i, I want to take this in a totally different direction yeah. i want to know why when i talk to you guys every week like this I only get to talk to you two knuckleheads, and I never get to talk to Rena. She didn't like you. Like, does, does, does she just totally take this time off? Is she just doing the weather, sit back, and grab a couple cucumbers from TJ's water? <laughs> he doesn't and share and those. He doesn't share those. Yeah, I'm not allowed to touch his water. <laughs> She's probably saying right now, can you just leave me alone for five minutes? No, pretty like, much. This is, my, this is my me time. Yeah. No, I just like hearing your voice, that's all. <laughs> all you. Hey, uh, Sean, uh, Super Bowl prediction here. I know you're, you're following uh, other sports other than, than hockey, uh, maybe, maybe a little too closely. Um, you 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 taking the prop bet on uh, Andy Reid's nose to show first under, under his mask? Yeah, yeah, the way he fogs up that, uh, that uh, clear screen, I don't think so. You know what? I was at the Super Bowl, covering the Super Bowl, uh, where Tommy made the miracle comeback against the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, wow. and every time, every time I want to count that guy out. I, re- I remember early in that game, I thought, this is the lasting image we're going to have with Tom Brady. He's done, it's over, and the guy just keeps going. I, I, I don't ever bet against that guy, even though I think that Kansas City is clearly the superior team, and at this stage of his career, Patrick Mahomes is clearly the, the superior player. There's just something about that guy that when it comes down to it those guys that his teams are always in those super bowls and he's always good in those moments so uh i don't know i, I got a feeling that we're gonna get what is that number seven for him yeah that'd be yeah. seven 
Yeah. My God. My God. More, He's going to need more, more fingers. <laughs> yeah, more rings for him than any other franchise has Super Bowls. So yeah, that's, wow. Yeah. That's something else. That's crazy. All right, Sean. Thanks so much. Sean Reynolds from Sportsnet uh, at SN Sean Reynolds. You can go get all his spicy takes and uh, the insider info that you yearn for. Winnipeg Jets Twitter. <laughs> Have a great day, my friend. Have a great weekend, too. This is probably one of the funnier things that I've found on the internet in a while. Um, I know that's a big buildup, but it is just so, <laughs> it's just so stupid. Um, when you think of buying a house, there is a lot of paperwork to fill out. Yes. Right? It's a, it's a pretty big purchase. And there's a lot of documents to sign. And I don't know about you, but for me anyway, my signature after the third or fourth or fifth, like it, it's almost unrecognizable to the point where I've actually had to change my signature to just reflect the laziness of my hand. Once I start signing tons of documents. So it's just like, yeah, like I used to actually sign my name. Now it's like an R with a dot kind of like, it's just like, I don't even know what it is. Yeah. Like I, I just, whatever. Um, Plus, like, and, all the autographs that you sign throughout the day, right? Yeah, so, like, that's true. Yeah, it adds up. And the risk gets sore. Sure. It's just a crowd waiting for me outside the radio station. I'm, Every morning. I'm like the Beatles in 1964, <laughs> just girls chasing me down the block, yeah, autographs. Poor guy, photos. really. I know. It's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's tough being this, uh, <laughs> this big of a deal. I know. So I'll tell you, this uh, came from the middle class fancy Instagram, uh, which is just, it's funny because it is just kind of my life. Uh, middle class fancy. Uh, this dude in 2015 writes, I had to renew my license and I thought it would be funny to do cat's heads as my signature. So I did. For the past three years, I just forgot about it unless I had to show my ID and they pointed out. Somebody at the till would laugh and say, ha I can't believe they let you do that at the DMV. I'd be like, yeah, 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 and now let me in the bar. <laughs> <laughs> I've always signed my name and regular signature scribble, not a cat's head. Uh, this hasn't been a problem until today when I had to go sign my mortgage papers. The signing agent looked at my ID and started shaking his head. He was not amused. I tried to explain to him that 2015 Brad never imagined that he'd own a house. <laughs> so the dude has Brad, to call the yeah. title company uh, and explain the situation while the real estate agent is laughing her ass off. I had to sign three cat heads over 30 times. Oh. So his signature, I mean, it's these adorable little cat with the whiskers. Yeah. And when they ask for your ID, you know, as any realtor is going to do when they're doing yeah. the FinTrack stuff, they want to make sure that you're you're not, uh, you know, some sketchy person. You are who you say you are. Yeah. The signature, usually if you're at a bank or something like this, it has to line up. The signature happened to be cat's heads. Uh. <laughs> And so now his mortgage documents, his house, in fact, is yeah. owned by three little three kitties. <laughs> Winnipeg is one step closer to considering free transit fares for everybody. Um, they're also saying a simplified fare system will increase ridership because riders are ridership's down now like 30 or 40 percent than what it used to be. Um, and it's better for climate change because more people will be riding the bus, hopefully, if it was free. Um, they've already made some changes. Kids 11 and under now are free. Take the mm. bus if you're with an adult. You know what increased bus ridership? It not being the bus. <laughs> like, I got no issues with the bus, man. Yeah, I like you the bus. say yeah. that. You, when I, was the last time you took the bus? Well, when I lived in my apartment, you and I. I 
Yeah, yeah, that might have been it. You that took the bus. The, the <laughs> most recent time you took the bus was, was for the with Jets me. Game. Yeah. yeah. Do you but think if the bus was free, you guys would actually use it though? No. Well, not where I live now. It just doesn't make sense. Where I, when I lived in the apartment down in Wolseley, it was so easy to bus to the arena when I had to do Moose games. It was just one quick bus, like, and I didn't have to pay for parking. So there was more of a reason for me to, to take the bus. Yeah, but that, and that makes sense. Uh, if you live, you literally lived Turnbull. I drive down Portage Avenue, and I can see where you yeah. used to live. Yeah. Right. If you live anywhere off of that like i grew up having to ride the bus right like i just didn't have a ride you know when i was when i was a teenager and stuff like that you're you're riding the bus and it was like dude the bus didn't even show up sometimes like you'd be standing (laughs) waiting for the number 78 on gordon and you're just basically like standing there not knowing and then there used to be a number 287 ride that you'd call and and, you know you go to a pay phone and put a quarter in to find out if this bus was gonna come put the quarter because that was your bus money it was was all bad news it was a disaster no wonder i don't like the bus um they could have i mean they could improve it a little bit no like like what get you fancy buses that's no, what you just, want i mean like more routes like more i don't know like okay well what's stopping you from riding the bus 762 triple five a the fact that it smells like hot garbage <laughs> well, that's what fact, you want a fancy bus like maybe nice nice seats would that entice no, you to use the bus no i'm no, not looking for not. a luxury cruiser <laughs> exactly. here uh, all right so nothing's gonna entice you to use the bus <laughs> Dude, they don't run. Like, they're, they're, it's transit here is a mess. It's a mess. Like, try and go from one end of the city to the other on trends. I would just love to see with a transfer at Polo Park, you're out there, like, you know, maybe you miss some bus. Like, I don't know. If, you, if like there disaster. was a direct bus from your house to this radio station, would you take the bus? <laughs> you wouldn't. What do you mean? Yeah. You at 4 a.m., there's going to be a bus. I'm just saying, if there was, would you take it? No, you wouldn't. Wow. So it's got, there is nothing that's to prove a point. You. I would. If it was to win a bet, I would. Got a bone to pick? Hello, you're on the air. The Bone Phone on 92.1 City. For Midtown Ford, we can't control the ability of your neighbors to be better drivers in winter, but we can put you behind the wheel of something that keeps you safer on Winnipeg roads. Visit mid-townford.com. So today, some guy walked into my workplace asking where the nearest COVID testing site is because he couldn't find it. I mean, really, how stupid are people? <laughs> Number one, if you don't know where it is, use Google Maps. Just put in the address. Number two, there's big signs that say COVID testing site. You can't miss them. They're everywhere, and they're quite large. And number three, if you're really in a pickle, just call public health and just ask. I mean, don't go put other people at risk by walking into someone else's workplace, touching the door, who knows who you're <laughs> around, maybe if you're coughing or sneezing. <sighs> Probably works right by a, a testing site, right? Totally. Yeah. But I hope it's at least like the place of work is like maybe like a pharmacy or something. It's not just like some like hardware store. Because, you know, because maybe the pharmacist would probably know something like that. I'm a dishwasher at Boston exactly. Pizza. Yeah, walking into a restaurant. <laughs> I don't know. It's just where. <laughs> yeah. No, not here, sir. Please. No, turn around. Exit. Um, okay, so there has been a, a fight about air miles over the last couple of days on the phone phone. Um, how we got into it. Uh, one guy basically was just mad about air miles not being able. He wait, couldn't, he Rona. Couldn't, he couldn't use his air oh, miles. Right. They weren't giving him air miles anymore. Yeah. Right. That's what it was. Somebody called him a baby yesterday. <laughs> hey, numbnuts. The reason I'm bitching about the air miles is that because of this being a contractor, it's paid for trips to the East Coast and the West Coast mm-hmm. for my family and myself. Now, I'm not the only contractor that's pissed about this. So get your head out of your ass. Sure, that's fair. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. He's making big orders. Absolutely. Loading up the points. Yeah, tons of points. Yeah. Like when I make those big orders at the LC, you know? Pays for, you know, a trip to trip somewhere. Too long. (laughs) 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 All right. So there was that big $60 million lotto win in Manitoba the other day. Yeah. Man, wouldn't that be nice? That's like, uh, if you divided it, 
I mean, they could probably piece off everybody in Winnipeg just a little bit. Wow. Like a couple bucks. Like throw a party or something. Throw a street party in your own honor and pay for it. This guy won $60 million in Winnipeg. Okay. Now the women and children were in shock. Is this for real? And they're at the lottery place. I'd say you better have a hundred bodyguards <laughs> to protect you. Like everybody would be running after the guy. <laughs> Anyways, you can throw money in my account anytime, any day. <laughs> it's funny because they're still in shock. <laughs> She's shocked that they're in shock. Yeah, yeah. she's still in shock, too. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Turns he's too young for the cards in the spokes. He's probably had the uh, the bike with the little beads on it. So when you roll around, it just sounds like a little wind chime or something. Yeah, I, I totally had those. Had those. On my bike. Yeah, those yeah, when I was a kid, ones, like, for sure. Spokey dokes, they were called. Is that what they're called? Yeah, spokey yeah, dokes. I remember those for sure. <laughs> well, they worked really well with your tassels. That's what I like when you had the, the handlebar <laughs> tassels. <laughs> It was a good look. The and the big helmet. It really added to it all. Yeah. <laughs> the only kid wearing a chest protector riding his bike to the neighborhood. Like, Trading wheels still uh, on. Remember that Simpsons episode when Bart goes to skateboard <laughs> yes. with the guys? And he wears like the, uh, I don't know, like the chest protector. He's got like it's all like the padding on. catcher sort of outfit. Yeah, he's got the yeah. whole gear on. The guys just yeah. dummy him, just teasing him. You know, it's everyone's, everyone, every group of buddies has... That mom in the group that is like the overprotective one that's like, hey, you know, you got to wear a helmet. Mm-hmm. You know, you, yep. should, you should use hands when you're riding your bike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, okay. So, whatever happened with that Kentucky Fried Chicken movie, by the way? Oh, man. It, it got aired. Like, it, it was, yeah, it was like, that was a couple months ago. Was it a Christmas movie? Yeah, it was, was on. One, it was movie. on one of those networks that plays the Christmas movies. Yeah, yeah. Was, I think it was like November, October, November, somewhere like that. Mario Lopez in an original recipe movie. No chicken goes unseasoned. Yeah, yeah. I guess he's back. Is he doing another one? <laughs> Maybe it was on again. Maybe they replayed. Oh it. yeah. Um, okay, and I guess we'll we'll wrap it up here with uh, oh an explanation about the uh, why they use the trays at the drive-through windows. So when you pull up to a drive-through and uh, you're not like you don't have to wear your mask. Their logic is because they've put up a plaster plexi barrier between you and them. So the plastic barrier is quote unquote your mask or the vehicle's mask. So that's how you get away with not wearing a mask in your vehicle when you pull up to a drive through. That makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Vehicle's got the bra and the mask. Vehicle's got it all going on. <laughs> uh, okay, another. We got another quick one here, and this is uh, this is a question for you, Turnbull. Um, it uh, has to do with uh, the my pillow guy. Oh God! Yeah, I know you guys are unlikely to make this or play this call, but uh, Turnbull, what do you think of that uh, my pillow guy? Uh, I know you guys were hawking his goods for many years without probably knowing what he was like. But uh, any thoughts? Thanks for calling the Bone Phone. Call two zero four seven eight zero Bone seven eight zero twenty six sixty three ninety two one City. There was a movie I watched last year, and TJ, I think I recommended it to you, and you watched it as well, called Molly's Game. 
which was uh, based on a true story about uh, this this girl. She used to be like an Olympian or something like that. She ended up getting into kind of like the illegal casino game where oh, she was uh, yeah. starting up all those illegal gambling rings and like big. Getting, she was like, like the hot chick that would hire all the cocktail waitresses and yeah. stuff. And yeah, yeah, there was like that. big wig celebrities that were coming and. Uh, and it was a true story completely. Yeah, right? like yeah, yeah. That on, yeah. It was, yeah. So that I mean, when you see one of those, you know, you hear about one of those, you know that there's just lots of these kind of that are out there, right? These sort mm-hmm. of. They're like, uh, you know, secret little gambling rings that are out there. Well, there was that one in Toronto uh, not that long ago. There were a bunch of people that got busted. You remember that? It was like some $40 million mansion. mansion. Yeah, Yeah. and they would have, like, there was something like 100 cars in the driveway of this mansion. And, like, beautiful cars, too. That's like, yeah. And they had this, like, it was all just exactly like that. Like a rounders-type situation or whatever. Or Yeah. um, Yeah, and I mean, I'm not a gambler. I'm sure... Maybe not right now during COVID times, but I'm sure that there are a group of people, many groups of people that get together to play high stakes poker. Or sure. Whatever. Like I, yeah, I don't know of those crowds because I don't do like I play go fish with my kids. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's where I'm at in life. Okay. There's no, yeah, there, there's no high stakes other than maybe winning because my daughter will claw my eyes out because she's a sore loser. <laughs> well, this might be the tamest illegal gambling ring that was ever discovered over in Thailand. Big, big bust. Cops come into a temple. And they bust through the doors of the temple. And in the back kitchen, you got a group. Of, there's 10 people. There's about three of them that are monks. Mm-hmm. And the rest are all just kind of members of the of the temple. The clergy? The clergy, if you want to uh-huh. call them that. And they're all busted because they're all sitting around the table. And on the table, they've got, they've got oh. booze. They've got Lao Cao alcohol, which is like a whiskey. Mm-hmm. They've got uh, drug paraphernalia. No. Yeah. Yeah, there's drug paraphernalia. And they've got dice on the table. And... Uh, and some uh, what's the what's the their currency called there? Um, uh, bot. Yeah, like, bot. bot. Okay, yeah. and they've got some bot on the table now. You know, cops come in, and this is obviously you know they can't be doing this. So they're you know, a bunch of people start dispersing, and they're starting to count up all the stuff. And it must be tough to run away wearing one of those monk clothes too. <laughs> you think? Yeah. And they're all yeah. barefoot too. <laughs> That's right. But a bunch of them did get away because they only actually arrested one of the monks, oh. while the rest of them all got away. And. Uh, <laughs> they said they, they confiscated 60 bot in cash, which I'd looked it up. It's about $2.50 Canadian, yeah, okay? Yeah. Wow. So this was low stakes. Uh, they were only playing about 5 to 10 bot a game, which is about 33 cents a game, okay? Yeah. So like, like is that talking, still illegal? They're... It's still illegal. They can't yeah. be doing that. And uh, so they, they said they can't be drinking in the temple, too, and they confiscated three bottles of this whiskey. Whoa, and whoa, then, who are these cops? Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> and then when it came to the drug paraphernalia, they were like, well, who's behind this? And the monk did the classic, oh, no, that's, hang on, that's not mine. Oh. <laughs> yes. The monk didn't even really have to say anything. He could have just said, you know, vow silence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> Can't rat anyone out. Sir, why aren't you talking to us? Stop humming oh. at me. <laughs> <laughs> Time to answer those deep, burning questions. The Open Text with Rena, TJ, and Turnbull on 92.1 City. Get outfitted with warm layers to keep you comfortable during even the coldest Winnipeg weather. Shop the Prairie Summit Shop, North Face, Winnipeg, in person or online at prairiesummitshop.com. You've got questions, we've got answers. It's the Open Text at 762-555. Anytime you want to reach out, you want to chat, you want to complain about something, you want to throw a shout-out somewhere, this is the place to do it. It's a safe space, really. <laughs> I hate buying bags of air, and there's only a few chips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true. It is true. You know what? There's a new brand of chips that, uh, obviously, you know, Old Dutch, Ridgie's. <laughs> the OG. 
The Ridgies. Uh, OG love, but there's a new, uh, I think it's a Sobeys brand. And now I can't remember. It's a little purple bag. Big purple bag. Medium purple bag. Hmm, never seen it. I don't know. Yeah. Quite good. Yeah? <laughs> like Sobeys brand? Yeah. Huh. Maybe Safeway even. What flavor was it? Uh, last night was, uh, last night's bag was, uh, <laughs> uh, black pepper and lime. What's tonight's Ooh, bag? that's good. Tonight's, well, no, oh, the, I had one bag last night and then one in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Can you say hi to my son, Marshall? Hi, Marshall. Hi, Marshall. Hi, Marshall. Marshall, like, uh, oh, that's a popular name. I know a guy, a buddy of mine's got a son named Marshall and they all like it because he's one of the Paw Patrollers. Oh, is that yeah, what he's the fire guy? Right. You know, you got Chase on the case. Okay. You'll learn all the names yeah, I'm sure of all I will. the Paw Patrol. I'm sure I will. And then there's a spinoff that's uh, exactly the same show. It's called Mighty Pups. Even the theme song is like, because the, the Paw Patrol is like, hey, Paw Patrol, here to save the... And then there's like, hey, Mighty Pups. Like, they just <laughs> change the name. Is it actually a spinoff or is it just like a ripoff? It's uh, it's, rip. Yeah, it's a rip. Uh, same dogs, though. Oh. I think they added a cat. Uh. Wow. They didn't want to discriminate. No, exactly. Huh. Inclusive. Uh, they're called our compliments chips. Thank you. Um, transistors, capacitors, and tubes everywhere. We used to drive my mom nuts. We were talking about uh, TVs. Old TVs. Old TVs and the technology. I guess that guy used to build his own. Seems extreme. If you're taking the bus, use my bus online. The app shows you where the bus is. Oh, great. Oh. It shows you that it's going to be 40 minutes late. <laughs> like a GPS <laughs> system? Uh, well, it's it kind of like be. like with the Uber, how yeah. you can see your Uber coming. You can check your find your bus now, and then that. this way you can try and stay in your house as long as you possibly can until you Which, run. This this one, uh, this texture here makes a really good point. If buses were on time and regular, uh, I'd ride it more. But in the winter, a ten minute drive is an hour long process, which is right. true because you got to dress, you got to walk, you got to wait, you got to freeze, you got to guess when the bus is coming, then you got to get on the bus. And not only that, um, but you were making multiple stops when you're on a bus. Slower than traffic. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Oh, I know. It's like, I get the idea. Winnipeg, it's a tough sell because really, the winter time, who wants to be standing outside? Yeah. And, and yeah. you see uh, people complaining about, uh, you know, some of the bus shelters, you know, even going in, right? Because, uh, you know, there's a large homeless contingent. You can't blame them for wanting to stay warm when it's no. minus 40. Of like, not. Ooh. Walking is better than the bus or just get a bike. Oh, yeah. winter cyclists. Winter cyclists, <laughs> though, yeah. The fat bikes. Fat tire. That's a different breed, man. The winter cyclists, like the people that like do it every day. Yeah. You must be so fit. Gotta be. <laughs> Although your your lungs, I feel like they'd be very icy. Yeah. Good. Um, you ever tried marshmallows on pepperoni pizza? Apparently it's delicious. No, oh. that sounds awful. Just no. awful. Marshmallows, yeah. My neighbor used to push his snow in my driveway till that time I ran the garden hose in his gas tank in minus forty weather. <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> I guess, I guess he couldn't figure out why his car wouldn't start. He probably wasn't able to drive. That's why he didn't have to worry about yeah. shoveling out his driveway. Holy crap. Uh, there was a story in Pennsylvania. Well, I mean, it's a far cry from going to the extreme extreme. Well, I guess both are just not right answers. Yeah, in Pennsylvania, there's a story about a guy that uh, opened fire on his neighbors because they were <laughs> blowing snow in his driveway. What was your favorite grade in school growing up? Grade 12. Grade 12 was pretty sweet. Grade, grade 11 for me was actually pretty sweet. Why grade, grade 11 over grade 12? Uh, grade 11 was fun because, like, everyone was getting their license, and I was playing hockey, and, like, the high school guys, you know, everyone, it was pretty cool. 
Grade 12, you just, like, I mean, you were done, right? You felt yeah. like you owned the school. Yeah, was, you're the boss. You're yeah. on top. Grade 12 was sweet. Although grade <laughs> 7 and 8 having Madame Delorier for... Well, hello! <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good time then, too, just saying. By the way, uh, the chips, you know, this is always a, a hot topic of conversation. Potato chips. Apparently, the purple bag is not our compliments, contrary to what Texter235 said. Um, the brand of chips that I ate yesterday was uh, Panache, available never, at Sobeys. Never heard of that. No, I don't think Panache. so. Panache. Are they uh, like kettle cooked? Or yeah, they, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, they are. Oh, yeah. Right out of the kettle. Right yeah, cooked, man. right up. <laughs> gotta make a stop at Sobeys today, oh, baby. Oh, yeah. You need the Panache. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this. There are no Ridgies. No. There are no Ridgies. Well, nothing but is. <laughs> no, nothing compares to the Ridgy or Old Dutch, really anything. But the Panacher, it was bad. You said it was the lime and pepper, right? I, li- I love I, lime yeah. chips. They're so good. You put extra pepper on and lime? No. <laughs> I don't. Why do you? Yeah. No, you don't. Like, I do. But you squeeze, squeeze lemon? a lime? A lime, or lime yeah. I mean. Oh, yeah. Doesn't that make your chips soggy, though? No, like, no. Flavor oh. country. Just a little dash. Really? Yeah, yeah. And then you, like, just shake it all up? Well, yeah. You, okay. So <laughs> you know how this starts. Um... When they started doing uh, with with uh, Tostitos and whatever, when they started doing the Hinto Lime. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's how I got into the idea of this. I was like, you know, I don't really like the the powder that is <laughs> so on. So you were buying regular chips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're making your own. Your own Hinto Lime. Yeah. Yeah. So do you buy regular chips and then you do that put with all kinds of favors? <laughs> you do you put ketchup? I told, I told you my story. Come no. On. My uncles did that to me as a kid. That's why I do this. Oh my god. Ranch, I, right? Put ranch on them? No, when when ketchup chips came out when I was when I was a young guy, like ketchup chips I think came out in the eighties, like, you know, I remember my uncle sitting around drinking beer and they'd always have plain chips. And I was a kid, I was like five. And I was like, Yeah, I want you know, baby. And they're like, Oh, you want some ketchup chips here? They go to the fridge. My Uncle Brent goes to the fridge, and he grabs a thing of Heinz ketchup. Come on. Oh, so Squirts gross. it over. He's like, here's your ketchup chips. I was like, it's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same. Plain chips no, it's suck. Not. It's not like there's a, yeah, it's not like it's a cost difference <laughs> either. It's not like you're saving money by buying the regular chips and making your own dressing. Yeah, no, it's probably costing you more because you're using ketchup. Exactly. Yeah, because they're the same Salt price. vinegar, ketchup. 99 cent bag of chips, $4 in Heinz ketchup. <laughs> yeah. the good stuff. That's the good stuff. That's it for us. Have a great day. It is uh, Foo Fighters' new album release. Uh, Eve, Medicine at Midnight comes out tomorrow, so we got a big Friday show lined up for you. The time has come to say goodbye. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Don't be sad. Rena, TJ, and Turnbull will return tomorrow at 6 a.m. 92.1 City.